but it was the coldest place on earth. A lot of passion there, though. Yeah, Leroy, how are we doing? Not the coldest place on earth. I played in Minnesota, and I got there in November, and the first 30 days, 25 of those days, the temperature never got above zero. Yeah, but you got to cheat in Minnesota. You played in a dome. I had to walk for that damn dome. <laughs> Let's see. He still had to go to the car. <laughs> well, you had to play basically in the lake in Cleveland, and it was cold. When it would snow for no damn reason whatsoever. <laughs> Leroy, I, I lived one year and one year only in Willowick, Ohio, okay. right on the lake. And let me tell yeah. you, I got out of there as quick as I could because it could dump 16 inches on you. I'd call my mom living about 15 minutes away, and she's like, yeah, we got about an inch or two. I'm like, oh my gosh! I got to get off this lake. Got to get off the lake. That's it. So this dolphin. By the way, real quick, since you went to to Michigan, I I know Miami. I've been to Miami. I haven't lived there. Been there many, many Mm -hmm. times. Covered Super Bowls and blah blah blah. I I know the market. How much do you guys discuss college football? And what did you think of the four teams they got in? Obviously, leaving Michigan out because I know you're biased. Here's here's the problem I have with it. Right? Okay. The great thing about sports is you play the game because anything can happen. If you've been around sports long enough, you've seen the impossible. I've seen Michigan lose to Appalachian State. I was a member of the Minnesota Vikings when we were 15-1 and as a double-digit favorite, and we lost to Atlanta. Okay? It bothers me to no end that a committee, a group of people sitting around the table says Florida State can't win because their starting quarterback is out. Yeah, That's not sports. That's not sports. We see it all the time. And, and so for them to take sports out of this decision, it really is. And I, I'm not a Florida State fan, and my team was already in. Right? But you're going to be hard-pressed to be able to come uh, and explain to me how, if Florida State beats Georgia, how an undefeated Power 5 team wasn't even in the Final Four. Yep. And if they win, you're going to say, oh, what? oh, maybe they really did have a chance. I get it. That had it's to have been absolute a, joke. Yeah, that had to have been a cold room for Mike Norvell and those players. Whenever that tell, news, what do you tell the kids? Because I don't know. You know what? What, what? what about Kurt Warner, Jeff Hostemler? What about those guys? They were backups. They won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So what, should we just fold up? Oh no, Trey Green got hurt. The Rams are done. Like it, that's not what sports is. And for a bunch of men to sit in a room and eliminate the competition and sport aspect of a team sport is a joke. We would appreciate it sitting here in Nashville if you didn't bring up any more Kurt Warner references. Uh, it still stinks. It's still too soon. <laughs> we still having some problems. Still soon. <laughs> still having some, I can close my eyes. I can see he's almost there, Leroy. He's almost. <laughs> Oh wait a minute! He almost Four raced yards. it. He almost got. He got one yards. more yard, Leroy. He can. Uh. 
you know what's funny? As the years went by, those three yards became two inches. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> There's uh yeah we've we've actually said that it and the, was... and the pass in Buffalo is still forward you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so in your opinion how good is this Miami team good enough to win it all yes for for this reason the defense has picked it up uh, everybody's concentrating on the offense but ever since Jalen Ramsey got back. They've been able to play a different style of defense. Man up, come after you. They cause pressure. Uh, they turn, get turnovers. They're locking guys down in the secondary. And so I would say you know what you're going to get offensively. It's the defense that has picked it up in the last month. And I think that's the, the surprise of everybody. Not necessarily the surprise. But people that look at the Dolphins and, and look at that offense are failing to realize and understand how far along that defense has come from the beginning of the year. Nashville's own Jalen Ramsey, by the way. Uh, what, what, how much does losing Phillips for the season hurt them on defense? Uh, it does hurt some because he was having his best year. But i got to tell you, uh, Van Gaten, Dinkles, right? He, when he replaced him earlier in the year, was balling to the point where when Jalen Phillips came back, they couldn't take Van Ginks off the field. And so he's been, uh, he's been making plays. In fact, last week he had a pick six. He is the guy that they used to replace him. And he has been having himself a hell of a year also. So um, you're going to lose some depth. You're probably going to lose um, Jalen Phillips is dominant out there. But I do think you have a viable player to come in and kind of not lose too much. I want to ask you, from your position, um, being, being the running back in the era that you played, about Derrick Henry and what you see, what makes him great? Because I can watch it, but I didn't play 10 years in the NFL. What makes Derrick Henry so incredible at what he does? Just imagine Gronk running a 4 4. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Yes, sir. A souped up, a souped up bus. Mm. A bus that goes 0 to 60 in five seconds. Like it. At his size, to be that explosive is in itself. You've had big guys who, who, who could run the football. You had big guys who were shifty. But to be that dominant the way that he's been consistently, year after year after year, that doesn't normally happen. I mean, we've had big bruisers. When you look at somebody, think about uh, Christian Okoye. Yes, sir. How short his career was. Yes, sir. Right? Because, you know, everybody, you had to game tackle him. He was getting hit three, four, five times on every play. It wears on you. But the fact that he is still delivering pain and still able to run away from people at that size 
I mean, you watch him run, you can't really – it doesn't really look like he's moving that fast, and then nobody catches him. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. He is, he is a unique individual to play running back. He is because he doesn't fit what we think of a running back, you know, stocky, shifty. You know what I mean? If if he played back in our day, he'd say, oh, he runs too upright. Oh, he's going to get hit. Like, yeah, he is He is something special. Mm. I want to ask you about some, some running backs in your era, or at least around your neighborhood, and the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame discussion uh, that we have around here. And I want to bring up three guys in particular uh, that you may recognize who are not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Corey mm-hmm. Dillon. At eleven thousand two forty one, mm-hmm. Fred Taylor at eleven thousand six ninety five, mm-hmm. and just because we're broadcasting live from Nashville, Eddie George, of course, with ten thousand four forty one. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys are not in the Hall of Fame. There seems to be a log jam, sort of at that you know around the eleven to twelve thousand yard mark. Darren and I watched a lot of Fred Taylor because you know they played division games here in Nashville. We saw him up close. Mm-hmm. We saw Corey Dillon up close uh, back in the day when they played division games here. These guys, mm-hmm. to me, just my balls, are, are no question. These guys are some of the, they're the best I've ever seen uh, as far as that right. position is concerned. You played the position. What, what is your evaluation of how we appreciate running backs of that era moving into this era and, and where we are as far as appreciation of those guys? Well, Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame. Because you can't talk about anybody on that Jaguars team at that time without talking about Fred Taylor. And that in itself makes him a Hall of Famer, right? Um, Eddie George was first Derrick Henry. Not as fast, but same size and just a big physical guy, right? A guy that, you know, Every night, every time you played him, you buckle your chin strap, put your mouthpiece in, and and, and it was going to be a physical game. Corey Dillon is 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 a is a different one hmm. because as many yards as he accumulated, right? If I say Eddie George or I say Fred Taylor, your eyes light up and you remember him right away. But if I say Corey Dillon, you say, whoa, he had that much production? <laughs> right? So it's a different, you know, is, is he just as worthy as the other guys? Absolutely. But when you talk about the other guys and you talk about their teams, it's very easy to include them in the success of their team. I see what you're saying. And it wasn't necessarily the case with Corey Dillon. Didn't he win a Super Bowl with New England? Uh, 2004, 5, and 6. Yeah, yeah. He's, so yeah, he was one on of one those, of those teams. Yeah, yeah. One of those. yeah. And, and make no mistake about it, Leroy, we remember him because it was Tennessee Oilers slash Titans. Boy. He carved them up several times. Yeah. That's the reason we remember him so yeah. much. He did 200, like 200, time, yeah. 200 yard nights. And, 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 and that's, you know, I understand that. But you, you see where I'm getting at. Like, like 
the the other guys when you mention their name, you have a different kind of thought of their career than you do with Corey Dillon, even though the numbers are the same. Not fair to Corey Dillon, hmm. but that's just kind of how that how that works, how that um, presents itself. I don't know if anybody nowadays will even get to carry. Those yeah. yeah. And so what's going to end up happening is this, is that when you start looking at running backs, now running backs, you got to start including total yards, you know, mm. how many catches, how many receiving, which, you know, is a joke because I'll give you another name that should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Eric Metcalf. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. But he was a return guy. He's return guy. Special team. Yeah. yeah. He did everything. Eric, Metcalf has 17,000-plus total yards in the NFL. Mm. Right? Think about that. Yes, sir. 17,000 yards. And not even nothing. So what do you see? Because they put a position on him. Yeah. Okay. You can't just be a great NFL football player. Mm. I want to ask you about playing in Michigan – and then turning around and playing in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> how did that go? I don't have to explain. Well, I don't have to ask nothing else. Just how did that go? My, well, my first, my first, uh, uh, first day there, when they, you know, they do the interview for the draft, for the draft and all that, and they ask me a question. I say, well, I want to start by apologizing. No hard feelings, right? <laughs> they go, what do you mean? I said, if it wasn't for Ohio State, I wouldn't be here. Shots fired. You need to understand. I'll never stop. I was, like, before I knew anything about Ohio, I was a Wolverine. So I tell them, I love Cleveland. I love playing in Cleveland. I love fans in Cleveland. Everything, Right. But that first Saturday after Thanksgiving, we ain't friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get it. Yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you on Sunday. The following Monday, we'll go back. But that Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh-uh. No. And that's the way it should be. I expect nothing different from Ohio. That's, that's amazing that you started off your career. I forgot that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing, Leroy. So, how how do you think this is going to play out? Um, and what is what is the goal down there? I'm watching the hard knocks, uh, the in season mm-hmm. hard knocks on the Dolphins. So I'm you know I'm just you know listening to what Mike McDaniel's is saying in that in those episodes. I don't know what he's saying on a daily basis to you guys, but what what is the goal down there? Are they trying to get the one seed? I mean, what you know what are they talking about down there for the rest of the regular season? All they're talking about is Tennessee getting better and improving on last week, this week, hmm. um, which is good to hear, right? Like, they're, you know, what they talk about is, hey, guys, we were 8-3 last year and lost five in a row, right? So let's just concentrate on this week. Let's do all of our work on Tennessee and get ready to play a good game this week because you can only win one game a week. 
and 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 that's what the message has been all year. Whether they win big or lose big, you know they celebrate it, and then they get ready for the following week. But the we lose him, Leroy. Are you there? Hello. Yep, yeah, we got is. you. Okay. We got you. Okay, you went away. You're back. We got okay. you, sir. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. I would say that Mike McDaniel has instilled in, in all these guys the confidence to want to go out to practice and work and want to get better every week. And that's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. They don't talk about, okay, what does this win mean? What is, you know, now we got nine wins. Because he'll say, and he said this over and over again, you ain't getting in the playoffs with nine wins. So why are we celebrating it? Leroy, really appreciate it. Thanks for doing this. Uh, great to catch up. Thank you, sir. With you again, right. and uh, we'll do it again <laughs> down the road. Definitely. Have a good one, guys. All right. That is former running back at Leroy Horde. That was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think he was in lockstep with us about Fred Taylor. It sounds like and it. Eddie George, right? Yeah, sounds those, like it. Those are two, and Corey Dillon. That's interesting perspective, uh, mm-hmm. right? Because from a guy I who think, played in the same era, yeah, like he played in the '90s along with them. And I think if we were ranking them, that's what we would have done, right? Eddie and Fred Taylor, no particular order, one and two, and Corey Dillon third, if we were ranking them. Probably. Right? Yeah. 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 So, anyway, uh, interesting yeah, stuff yeah. from Leroy Horde. All right, we'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken Prince's Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Prince's is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Prince's tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Prince's Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Prince's.